Welcome to Mystics and Broomsticks podcast with Melanie Dawn and Tanya Ryan. Okay, so I saw a TikTok just recently, and I really want to give credit to the creator because that's very important to me. Um, Her name on TikTok is at Vanessa and her iPhone. Um, I think her title on there is uh, Vanessa and the Wonder world or something like that. Um, I couldn't see the last word. Um, but anyways, so she posted, um, this ritual idea that I'm participating in. I'm doing it. It sounds so cool to me. It's called 12 magical nights. Um, and I have created this into kind of like a facilitated workshop and this isn't it's not meant to be a moneymaker. Obviously I'm charging for it, um, because I do want to cover my time. Um, but I'm also charging for it because I just, have you ever just noticed like that we kind of need something to commit to something tangible? Like I put out free events and I swear to God, they're so not successful. It's like, cause there's no buy-in, there's no skin in the game. So, um, anyways, what I'm doing here with the podcast is I'm essentially giving you all the information on what this is. I will reference the TikTok video specifically. I just, I would love to see people do this. And if you want to join the facilitated version with me, by all means, please feel welcome. Um, the registration link is on my Instagram. Um, you can go to my website, like you can find it. Um, but I just want this to be accessible to anyone that wants to do it because I just think it's such a great idea. (coughs) So what this is, is, um, you pick a day to start. So I'm going to start this on the solstice night. So this is formally Yule, um, because this just feels in alignment with me and what I believe right now. And it's kind of just bringing in something. I, I think I could really see myself doing this as a tradition. And I have been looking to, for what I could do in a Yule tradition. I also love that this is something I can do with my kids in the future. Um, they're not quite there right now, but I think that it's very feasibly something that um, we could do as a family in the future. So what this is, is so we in my house will start on solstice. You could do it on Christmas Eve. You could do it on Christmas day. You could pick like any kind of special day for you. Um, of course, there's many, many other um, beliefs, um, belief systems and religions. You could pick a special day within your religion. Um, I can't remember how many candles are on what is, what is it called again? Um, Gamora, Alora. Mm, sorry, I should know that. Anyways, I can't remember what candles are, but maybe you could even weave it into that tradition if you wanted to. Um, I don't think it quite works. Is there 12 candles? I feel like there's eight. Oh gosh. Okay. I got to brush up on my Jewish history here. Okay. Anyways, that aside, you know, your (laughs) belief systems and you can find a way to integrate this however you wish. So on December 20th, and if you are joining my facilitated version, we're going to meet up on December 20th. And I'm essentially going to give you a solid rundown of what to expect and what we're doing. Um, And that's essentially what that meeting is about and we'll start the ritual, but the ritual is over 12 days and it, um, the thing I'm doing too in kind of my version or my facilitated version is I'm adding a little bit, um, to the approach so that it is intentionally, um, creating time for yourself within a type of a time of year when it's so easy to get lost in all like the hectic hubbub, like dinner making and, present buying and children are going bananas because they're so excited. And it's just, there's so much chaos to get kind of like wrapped up in that this to me 
like I plan on using it as an anchor hold, like something that I'm committing. So like at the bare minimum each day, I have 10 minutes that I have dedicated to myself and it doesn't have to be a lot of time. So yes, you could put aside, you know, a half an hour or an hour each day, but 10 minutes is kind of what um, I'm using as, as a, as a benchmark. So what you do to do, do this ritual. So we have pick our starting day. And you write down on 13 different pieces of paper, just little pieces, scraps of paper, um, you write down 13 wishes, 13 things that you wish to see happen. Ideally in 2024 is kind of like we're focusing on the year ahead. So 13 wishes for 2024. You write all those down on your separate pieces of paper. You fold them up, scrunch them up, whatever. You are going to store these pieces of paper in a pouch, a container, a jar, wherever you put them. They're going to go in there. And I mean, again, me like wanting to make it a little jazzy, a little fun. It's like I would put this jar maybe on its own little altar or a, you know, meaningful space. Or maybe you're throwing some extra stones in the jar, like, you know, jazz it up a little bit. But again, this can be such a bare bones, basic ritual. And I don't want it. I don't want to add ingredients um, as a necessity, just as a bonus, because this needs to be accessible. So it actually gets done. And I feel like this time of year, again, the to-do list is already so big that we don't need to add to it. We don't need to make it, make things harder. Um, I just want you to know that there's freedom to make it fun. So if you don't feel burdened by like throwing some stones in there or some herbs that are meaningful to you, or, you know, using colorful pieces of paper or whatever, like you can get as creative with this as you want to. That's what I want to give you freedom to do, but absolutely no obligation to do. If you're like, I, the spirit of Christmas has not touched my soul in the last decade. Okay, cool. Then like, we're just using scrap paper and like a Ziploc bag, whatever, right? It doesn't have to be pretty. So you write your 13 wishes and then here's where there's a, a split in how my little ritual is going to run versus how you can do this on your own if you choose to do it on your own. Um, so with my group, what I'm going to offer to them is that you can write down all 13 of those wishes and email them to me, assuming that they're not inherently private. And I'm not going to go through everybody's list either. So it still will stay relatively private. Um, but you can email those to me and then I'm going to save them in a folder and keep them for you, which I will return to you at this time next year. If you're, if you're not participating in my thing specifically, then what you're going to do is write those 13 wishes down in a journal or a a piece of paper that you're not going to look at until this time next year. So you could email them to yourself if you want to, and then stow it away into a folder or whatever, but you want to just leave it and not look at it like honesty policy with self, not look at it until next year. So we've got the 13 wishes written down twice on 13 scraps of paper and on a list or in an email you send to a trusted friend or me, if you're partaking in my ritual. Um, now each day you're going to pull one of those little folded up pieces of paper. You're going to pull out one of those and you're going to burn it. And as you burn it, you are letting go and trusting that the universe has got you. Like, it's kind of like a, like a birthday wish. Like you're just gonna, and you're not going to look at it. She said, that's really important actually. So we're going to take out the folded piece of paper. You're not going to look at it and you're going to burn it and surrender it into your higher power. So if that is your God, if that is the universe, if that is just some energy that's bigger than you, or if it's even just surrendering it 
from yourself. Whatever you're doing, you're just like letting it go into the ether with trust and faith. So you can say a little mantra. I'm going to give one in um, my ritual. I'm going to give us like a little, little thing we can say, but you can make up your own. And after you do that, you're going to take um, a tarot deck, an oracle deck, or if you don't want to buy anything, like if you have no interest in, you know, get it getting into tarot you don't want to purchase an oracle deck again I'm all about like not buying things that you don't need to buy and it's again it can be a tight time of year for some people so there are online card pulls like you there's apps there's also apps with free trials that, that would probably work for usually free trials are like two weeks or something so that would work for our purposes um but essentially you're going to uh, pull a card or again use an online app or something like that so you're going to pull a card and then you're going to get your journal out and you're going to journal on that card so you can read the meaning if you want to um, or read the oracle I actually think would be a really good fit if you don't already read tarot I feel like oracle would be such a great um, tool for this purpose um, just because it is so uh, clear I guess in what it's offering um, but you're going to take your Oracle card or your tarot card and journal. You're going to get your journal out. You're going to write January. And then any takeaways that you have from that reading or the symbolism in the card, what it feels like to you, what it means to you. And then that is going to be a central theme in January. Then you're going to repeat this process. The next night, you're going to take out a paper, not look at it, not read it, surrender it to the universe, burn it. Um, for me, in our group, I think I'm going to get everyone just to have a fireproof bowl, and we're just going to keep burning and putting the ashes all together in the fireproof bowl. So you get your fireproof bowl out, burn, and then um, flip a new card, new journal entry. This one's February. And then you're going to kind of write what you notice about the themes of that card and those will be your relevant themes for February. Okay. So hopefully this is all making sense and you're kind of catching the, the theme, the vibe here. It's because we're going to keep doing this for 12 nights. Now you probably have noticed there's 13 pieces of paper and we're only doing this for 12 nights. So the 13th piece is where it's different. So we're going to go through all 12 days, all 12 months, Oracle cards, representing a theme or something important that happens in those months through 2024. And then the 13th one, when you pull it out of the bag, you're going to look at it. You're going to read it. And that wish is up to you. So you've surrendered 12 wishes into the universe and into a higher power. And that 13th one, that one is for you to focus on. That is the one that you can change. And that one is your responsibility. So that one you're going to plant somewhere. Like for me, what I'm probably going to do is just put it in a place where I can see it all the time. So I'll probably write it on a post-it and stick it um, somewhere where I'm just looking at it so that I'm reminding myself that I'm committing myself to that. Um, but obviously do whatever works for you to help make that wish come true. Now, all of your wishes, because there is, you don't get to pick which one is going to be up to you. So all of your wishes... Um, she said, I have a kind of a different thought on this, but she said all of your wishes should be something that you can make it happen because you don't know which one is going to be the 13th one and you don't want it to be something impossible for you to do. Um, there's a part of me that thinks like, you know, 
I don't know, just write, they're your wishes. Wishes don't have a ceiling. I would just put anything on them. But whichever one you're left with, if you get left with one that seems or feels impossible, I feel like there would be a lot of meaning and symbolism from receiving that, you know, in air quotes, impossible wish that you're responsible for. And I think that would be a really great opportunity to self-analyze where you might be putting limitations or blocks on yourself. Like what I would ask yourself is like, is this really impossible for me? Like, is this really and truly not possible? Um, like, you know, as long as like, I don't know why this is coming to mind. This is so stupid, but I'm like, so if you don't have a uterus and your, you know, thing says, I wish to conceive and carry a baby or whatever, like that is like literally impossible, but there's, very few wishes that are going to be literally impossible for you to take on. There's going to be some that are, that are going to feel really, really difficult. But I almost think that if you get a wish and your last one is like, oh my God, how in the sweet, how in sweet baby Jesus am I going to do this? I almost think that that's inspirational in a way, because to me, that's very indicative of the universe saying to you, you can do this. This is hard and you can do this. And so I hope that if you see like a seemingly impossible task that instead of being deflated by that, you're really encouraged by that because I feel like that is a really great way to, for the universe to show to you, show you just how powerful you are. Now the universe is essentially saying, Hey, I got these 12. Now all you have to do is that one. And I know it's a hard one, and, you know, maybe it won't be, maybe it'll be a super easy one, but it's like, I got these 12, you take that one. O you only have to focus on that one. Cause I got these other 12. You don't have to worry about these. I got them. And then you can work on, on that one. And I feel like if you're, if you're honestly curious and not, you don't even have to be optimistic. Optimism is a luxury that not all of us have. Like if, if some of us were born natural cynics and it's, it's not a bad thing. I think we get a bad reputation. It's not a bad thing, but it does require a little bit of, um, like dancing. Like we, you gotta kinda, you gotta kinda like understand I am cynical and that is not the law of life. It's just how the, the lens through which I view it. And so it's understanding that I guess try to see it as like, okay, I need to get curious here. Okay. I can explore here. I can ask questions like your cynicism isn't a bad thing. It's, it's a form of critical thinking. So then apply critical thinking and going, okay, this is what I was left with. I was left with this wish. This is something I can make come true. I don't have to worry about all the other ones. I can make this one come true. All right. What are some, you know, feasible tasks that could lead me to having this um, be a possibility for me. And then, you know, you kind of break it down into smaller steps, but that's a little bit about, um, in the version of this that I'm facilitating, we have a meeting up front, which is essentially this podcast. It's like me telling people what we're going to do and the plan, um, leave it open for questions and then introductions, because I would also like to do a little bit of a group practice where we're kind of like linking our magic and, um, amplifying it as a unit. And then the last meeting, um, the meeting is going to be at the very end. So after everybody's 12 days are done and we all have found out what our wish is that we're moving forward with, um, is it's essentially going to be, uh, 
having a conversation around that task that came up and addressing any big feelings that might come up or if someone's feeling really discouraged by the wish that they got left with or if someone's feeling really excited or empowered. It just gives us this sort of environment where we can support each other. We can help problem solve. We can... um, it's just, it never ceases to amaze me how the right people show up to support each other in these types of environments. So, um, you know, your wish might be to uh, open a business and, you know, say the first initial block is location, like you have nowhere to open it. What if in this space there was someone's like, oh, so weird. My aunt, um, her, you know, her recent lease just ended and she's going to have, um, a space available in March, you should come and check it out and see if it's a fit for you or whatever. Like it's interesting how the right people can just come together and help, um, create those like little steps. It's also very possible that someone just needs to hear certain words. And when we're in a group, we can kind of be there for each other. So this, this whole episode does sound like a shameless plug (laughs) for this event it's not fully my intention. It's my intention is that I think this is such a cool practice. I I'm so excited by the idea of having a Yule tradition because I have been celebrating and building Yule ever since I have been claiming more pagan traditions, which has been the last like four or five years. And there's been like a little bit of like, Hmm, like what do I want to do with Yule? What does Yule look like for me? And I started really small. I just, um, we got two Christmas trees in our house and one is like our Christmas tree and the other one's our Yule tree. And I put kind of different decorations on the Yule tree. I have like witch balls and lots of stars and, um, I just kind of tried to make it feel like it was honoring um, what felt witchy, I guess, to me. And um, that was kind of a start. And then I've also done a Yule log the last couple of years as well. Um, and bless my husband for being on board because you need <laughs> you need to chop off the base of your Yule tree, <laughs> Um which our, our Yule tree is usually a fake tree. Uh, so it's actually the base of our Christmas tree. But anyways, it doesn't matter. You just chop that off and you're supposed to save it for the next year. So bless my husband for being on board with that because he does save me the base of the tree every year. Um, but this is uh, probably my first, the first Yule ritual that really calls out as something um, that I would really like to integrate as a tradition. And it feels so sturdy and... yeah, I just feel really excited about it. And I'd love for other people who are maybe trying to integrate Yule practices, um, like similarly to me, like maybe you just started bringing Yule into your home, um, and you don't quite know how you want to celebrate it. I feel like this is a, is a good opportunity to, um, for, for you to take if, if it fits you. Um, so yeah, uh, what I like about it is it just really, it really blends in, Um, it's giving me, uh, an intention to like, I don't want to say obligation, but let, let me use the word obligation because I can't think of another word right now, but it's, it's obligating me to take time for myself for 12 days. It's obligating me to go in and have like a little bit of time with myself, some grounding, some solitude. Maybe I'll make some tea. Maybe I'll make it a moment. And I go sit down and I write in my journal and I mean, and then the magic part of it, I'm so fun. I'm so excited about that because you're also kind of doing like a, a forecast, like an, an annual projection, tarot or Oracle style 
doing this projection forward for the year of 2024. And I love those too, because I love to reference them. I love to go back, like maybe six months in, I go like, oh, what was this? Oh, wow. Yeah. Those things happened in March. And that's crazy because the guard I pulled was this, and that totally lines up. Like that's also so fun. So I, I like that I'm, you know, making wishes that could come true for the year ahead. It, it feels much better than making resolutions. I like that there is kind of putting this, you know, magic and prospect and potential into 2024 and also um, giving me these like anchoring moments throughout the Christmas season that can have so many different feelings that come up. Like I, I've been focusing on like the heavy or sorry, the chaotic um, busyness of it all. But there's also like for me around Christmas time, I can get like really heavy feelings and almost like depressed, which is sometimes hard to explain to people um, that don't understand or appreciate having those big feelings around the Christmas holidays. So it's just, it's giving me the space to just deal with everything that comes up as it comes up over the course of the season. So anyways, I, I'm, I'm just so geared up on it. Um, if you do want to, uh, join me and like a group of us, I'm going to take 11 people. Um, and if you're, you're interested there, the, the easiest link right now to it's, I've just created it as an event on my website. The easiest way to get there is through my Instagram. So you can go at Tanya Ryan XO and click the link tree. And there's a link right there that just says 12 magical nights. If you have questions or you want more information, or if you're trying to figure out if this is a fit for you, um, then feel free to message me. And if you are doing this on your own and you just want to touch base, like you just want to reach out and say, Hey, I heard the podcast and I'm super game to do this. So I will report back or, you know, like feel free to do that because this, again, I, it's not about the money for me. It's, it's just about the commitment and wanting people to like, really like to really show up, to show up for themselves. And sometimes you have to invest in yourself in order to actually show up. Sometimes oh, I do. Okay. <laughs> if I don't pay for it, sometimes I just don't put the onus behind it. Um, so I am, I'm just really excited to do this. Another thing you could do is go on to TikTok, um, check out the creator, Vanessa and her iPhone. And she, uh, posted this ritual pretty recently. Um, and you can watch that TikTok. If I am on the ball, I will put the TikTok link in the description of our podcast and you can go check it out there. And if I'm really on the ball, maybe when I post it on Instagram, I'll put the link in there, even though the links are dumb because how, how would I do that? Like it's posting links on Instagram is really hard. I'll figure something out, but, um, you should be able to find it at, um, Vanessa and her iPhone on TikTok. All right. I'm going to leave it at that today. Just a nice, like little quick, short, episode. Um, if you have any questions, please reach out to me. I'm so excited about this. Um, have a wonderful morning, a wonderful afternoon, a wonderful evening. Whenever you hear this, have a truly awesome holiday season or a sad one or a melancholy, like whatever feelings you got to feel this season, just know that I am validating and supporting you from afar. <laughs> peace in peace out.